Good day to you ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Film Focus Episode 7 The Anticipation versus the Payoff of Film East and West, and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I'm your host, Hypersonic55, and I'm glad you decided to join me for another episode of this crazy podcast. Now, obviously, Film Focus normally goes out on a Wednesday, and today is Saturday, and there is a reason for that. I was actually pushing the episode back from Wednesday to Friday because I was actually going to watch Independence Day Resurgence. But unfortunately, I ended up forgetting that I was meant to go to the hospital on Friday and I ended up sitting there for eight hours. It was long, painful, and let's just say I just didn't have the power to go to the cinema after that. So yeah, the Independence Day Researchers episode is going to be pushed back either to... It's going to happen at a later date, let's just put it that way. For now, I want to go to one of my editorial episodes i mean the last one we had was back in episode three with the godzilla discussion and today i wanted to cover a topic of conversation that i never really considered that much until about maybe six months to maybe uh, just under a year ago and it is the anticipation versus the payoff of films now if you're a film fan like me, you love going to the cinema and you like looking forward to films. And if there's a film that you really want to see or a good few films that you want to see, the hype likes to build up. And it's fun as a film fan, not only, you know, alone, but also in a group of like, you know, people to get hyped for your favorite films. And just riding that high of being, you know, hyped for a film is so delightful. It gets you energetic, it gets you hopeful. And sometimes it can go one of two ways. You know, it can either pay off or it can suck. But then on the other side of things, you have the payoff, where the end result is exactly what you wanted or more than what you wanted, and you're just left with this joyful happiness, this feeling of just satisfaction. So I just wanted to go about and do a bit of a, you know, discussion on that kind of thing and uh, see how it turns out. So firstly, I wanted to start with the anticipation side of things. So, anticipation. When it comes to films, there's always a film on the horizon, whether you're looking forward to it in the cinema or, you know, outside of the cinema, that you're just itching to see. I mean, anticipation comes at varying levels. There can be films that you're super excited to see or some that you just don't even care about or some that you just have a slight interest in but not enough to feel like, you know, overly hyped about. But I think the best kind of anticipation comes from the films that you're super excited to see. And that can start at varying points, whether it's just, you know, casting announcements or directors or it can be like, you know, when the marketing kicks off with, you know, the first poster or teaser trailer or, you know, 
last trailer, which is maybe trailer number three or TV spot before a film comes out, hype can start at varying points with films, whether it can be like, you know, over a year before the film shows up, like with The Force Awakens, or it can be, you know, maybe just a few weeks away before the film starts, like John Wick. And I've discovered in the last few years, especially, that the hype and anticipation of film is one of my favorite aspects of being a film fan. Just being in the company of other people who are film fans, just like you, or when you go online and see people in the comment section of YouTube or film-related sites talking about what you're excited to see, it's just a wonderful feeling to be part of a community who feels the same way that you do and you're all building up this hype train of excitement and it's just there's something sounds really sad but like you know it's something magic about like you know is it waiting for a film to come out and it's just fun to speculate and theorize about what this film could give you personally because as we all know film subjective and everyone gets a certain type of thing from a film so you know it's always just really interesting being in that phase where the film hasn't come out yet but we're getting a lot of like you know trickles of information from interviews whether they be like you know written or verbalized in video or audio and you're starting to paint a picture of what the film is but you just don't know what it is just yet and you're just there getting all giddy just like ooh, ooh, what is this what is this i don't know what it is yet or i have an idea of what it is but i don't know the whole picture and it's just, it's almost, it's almost an indescribable feeling, that feeling of hype when you're just getting information about a film before it shows up. So now I just wanted to give some specific examples of my own personal experiences with hype and anticipation. And the first one is not going to be that surprising, especially if you know who I am personally, but I am going to be talking about the hype for Avengers. Now, way back in 2008, when I watched Iron Man for the first time, sitting in the cinema with my two best mates from college, we sat there until the end, and then when Samuel Jackson showed up as Nick Fury and said, I'm here to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative, I was like, boy, I blew up, my mind just, mate, I died. I was just like, they're talking about the Avengers? Are you mad? The, the, what? I was flabbergasted, dumbfounded, I was confused, but just the hype I felt there was just, this is madness. Marvel Studios, if you pull this off, you, you'll be gods forever. And then, obviously, with the release of The Incredible Hulk not too long afterwards, you got to see Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark near the end of that film talking to... Uh, General Thunderbolt Ross talking about like you know is it uh, referencing the Avengers I'm like oh oh man this is starting to happen but then it was in 2011 with the release of Captain America the first Avenger and Thor when you really started to see the Marvel MCU start to take shape and you get to see all these different characters either you know crossing over with you know uh, certain minor characters crossing over or storyline elements that would you know come into play with the Avengers later on you're just like Oh my god, this is happening! And then obviously with the end of 
Captain America the First Avenger, you had that tiny teaser, like what, that 30 second teaser towards the Avengers film. And I was like, oh my god, like, whoosh, ah, ah. I was freaking out. I really was. I watched Captain America the uh, First Avenger twice just to see that, like, you know, was it um, that teaser for the Avengers. And my dad was like, you made me sit through that. I'm like, but that is the Avengers. It's so cool. He wasn't impressed, but, you know, I only watched the film again because I was really hyped. I don't think I've been that hyped for a film at that point in time for anything ever. Because, again, this was the promise of taking several different superheroes in their own singular films and trying to put it into one film. That had just never been done before, at least in my time. It was something that boggled the mind. And as a person who, like, you know, was very in tune with the online community just seeing in the comment section everyone getting hyped for this it was just like avengers 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 from 2008 to 2012 that was what was on the lips of a lot of people besides the dark knight and it was just my god the hype was real i didn't know none of my mates that weren't film fans that weren't hyped for this especially the comic ones and i was just like mate if this happens and it works man i'll die a happy lad but yeah, that was one of my first experiences of like, you know, pure hype. Is it ridiculous hype? Another film that I was hyped for, but not on the same level of Avengers, was Inception. Now, I think at the time, I had seen probably just about two films, maybe three films, from director Christopher Nolan. I'd seen Batman Begins, I'd seen... The Dark Knight, and I had seen Memento, and I really liked all of those films. But with Inception, I wasn't really sure what it was. And I'd heard talk about it online, but I was like, what's this Inception? Get it out of here. But then my uncle showed me the teaser trailer, the first teaser trailer for Inception. I was just like, what is this? I don't know what the hell it is, but I want to see the whole thing. The main thing that I got from that trailer was just that scene where... Joseph Gordon-Levitt is fighting that one dude in the hallway and he is running down the hallway as the hallway's turning. I saw it, I'm like, how do they do that? It looks insane. It's hurting my mind not knowing I need to see this film. So yeah, that was one of my, like, you know, was it beginning levels of hype. And as the subsequent trailers for that film showed up later on, my hype for that film started to grow and grow, especially with, like, you know, was it the extra scenes that you got from the story and seeing some of the other characters and seeing the scope of the madness that was going on in that film and obviously with the um, music that was used for the trailers which has now unfortunately become a staple of all other film trailers to make that wah sound in the background of every bloody film trailer it's so stupid but anyway anticipation for Inception started with that teaser trailer and it was a really good one another recent film that I was really hyped to see was Star Wars The Force Awakens. Now, now I'm not the most amazingly hardcore Star Wars fanatic. I grew up with Star Wars, you know, the originals and the prequels as well. And I find joy in the prequels in a different kind of way. The first two are definitely comedies, but I genuinely like Revenge of the Sith. Haters gonna hate. But with Star Wars Episode Seven and with J.J. Abrams at the helm, I was just like, are they gonna be able to pull this off? Because... You know, Star Wars hasn't been like, you know, was it in the good graces of the public for a while now. I mean, people had Clone Wars, but not everybody watched Clone Wars. And 
we we want this film to be good again, but we just don't know if it's gonna be good. But I think that first teaser that showed up, where it showed literally only a few clips of you know the new stormtroopers bb-8 and like you know that end sequence with the millennium falcon going up against the tie fighters i was just like mate virtually with that small like what 40 seconds of footage from that film i was like mate you captured pretty much the quintessential elements of what makes star wars star wars but also showing off a few extra elements as well but little did I know that with the subsequent, like, you know, trailers that showed up after that, they, that they would be able to capture the true essence of what makes Star Wars so popular and righteous and beautiful and magical. But then introduce all these new elements with new characters, locations and other aspects. Regardless of how the film turned out, the market for Star Wars The Force Awakens was so good. And my anticipation levels literally went up with each new trailer but I think the final trailer was my favorite because they had the music in there which I believe was the Han and Leia theme from the original trilogy having that interwoven within the trailer was one of my favorite aspects of seeing that trailer every time I saw it whether it was in the cinema or online it touched me right in the soul and that just got me giddy for the film every time one inch more the hype for Star Wars The Force Awakens was unreal and I feel like, my god, it was just a time of joy and delight to be a Star Wars fan just waiting for this film to come out, especially online. Everyone was talking about Star Wars every time a new story came out for The Force Awakens. And being there to see Star Wars The Force Awakens on opening day with all the Star Wars fans, especially the ones that cosplayed as well, it was a delightful experience and the hype levels in the room was ridiculous. Especially in IMAX, it's just, my god, it was insane. Oh, the hype levels for The Force Awakens was real and it was great. I also wanted to talk about some anticipation I had for certain films that weren't related to the cinema. Now, if you're like me and you grew up with VHS, you'll know that there were trailers on the tape before you actually watched the main film. And one of the films I got so giddy to see when I was younger was Flyway Home. I can't remember which VHS it was on, but every time I saw that trailer, I was so hyped to see that film when I was a kid because I was just like, what's this film about this girl raising little birds and then they fly with her and stuff? And I'm like, this film looks so delightful. I really want to see it. And it was the first film that actually got me interested in Anna Paquin, not only as an actress, but also as like a girl I'd like to date, but that's something for another time. Anyway, I did see the film and I actually liked it, but it never reached that same level of hype and anticipation that I got whenever I saw the trailer. The trailer was crafted so well with all the key scenes from the film and the music, which was gorgeous. I really liked that trailer now that I think about it. It was like one of the sort of trailers that just got you really hyped. And another film that I got hyped to see a lot, but never really saw any trailers for, this is mainly through word of mouth, was Pulp Fiction. Now, I'm gonna tell you a little story, but stick with me for a few seconds. With Quentin Tarantino films, I never got to see them until I was about, you know, in my teens, because, you know, when most of his good films were made, 
I was too young. I grew up in the 90s, so, you know, by the time, like, you know, that Pulp Fiction had been released, I was only four years old, so there was no chance I was going to be able to see that. But anyway, I think after I saw Inglorious Bosses, I became a quintessential, like, you know, is it Tarantino fan. Inglorious Bosses is one of my all-time favorite films, but when I talked about it in conversation with certain people, it's just like, oh, yeah, Pulp Fiction is better, and I'm just like, I haven't seen Pulp Fiction, and people would just be like, what? Pulp Fiction is one of the best films ever. How could you haven't seen it? Are you dumb? Everyone would berate me every time I said I'd never seen Pulp Fiction because, you know, is hailed as one of the best films ever, ever. And most people say it's their favorite Tarantino film. But I, there's a certain thing about hype where people kind of just deterred me from seeing the film because of like their absurd love for the film. But I was curious to see the film. And in 2010 or 11, I can't remember which year it was. That was the year I ended up seeing it, mainly because my friend told me, oh yeah, if you like Tarantino films, you'll love Pulp Fiction. It's one of the best films ever. It's so good, blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, okay, I'll finally go back and see the film. And this is the thing. With anticipation, sometimes people can go about and like, you know, overhype a film. So when you go about and see it, it doesn't meet your expectations. Because with anticipation, you get certain hefty expectations and when a film doesn't go about and give you what you want in terms of like, you know, what's it, the anticipation and like, you know, hype levels, you, you end up disappointed. And the first time I watched Pulp Fiction, I was actually disappointed. And it's mainly because, like, you know, I had a preconceived idea of what the film would be in my mind, but also because everybody hyped it up. And I'm like, this film is good. I don't love it, love it, you know. And now I wanted to talk about the payoff in film because it's all well and good having the anticipation of a film like, you know, is it getting on the hype train, checking out all that marketing and having preconceived ideas of what you believe that this film may be able to give you before you see it. But at the end of the day, the finished film is what the filmmakers made and it is what you are meant to judge. And payoff in film can go one of two ways. It can either be like, you know, a satisfying end result or just something really ghastly um, and I've experienced both and some stuff down the middle as well so what I wanted to do is talk about my good experiences bad experiences and maybe some that just met down the middle firstly I wanted to talk about one of my favorite payoffs in film and that was in the form of the 2009 reboot of Star Trek now I followed the marketing for the film beforehand but I wasn't really that interested it was mainly my uncle that got me interested in it because he was a Star Trek fan from like you know back in the day when the show was still airing on TV and I liked a bit of Star Trek when I was younger you know I liked a bit of a next generation of Voyager but I was never really that interested in you know the first you know 60s Star Trek but as the marketing ramped up, I was like, this film looks like it could be good. But seeing the film in the cinema in May of 2009 was just delightful. The film was everything I wanted it to be and then some. It was so exciting, cool, and it made Star Trek, you know, relevant in, you know, pop culture again. Because let's be honest, before that film, Star Trek was dead in the dirt to anyone outside of the Trekkie department and this film was just wonderful it was definitely more action focused and it streamlined a lot of the science fiction techno babble but 
For what it did, what J.J. Abrams was able to do with that film, it was great. And still to this day, the soundtrack created by Michael Giacchino is one of my favorite film scores of any film ever, ever. It is so good. Yeah, the payoff of seeing Star Trek in the cinema and making it and having it just work out in the way in which it did was just something that made me smile. Another film I really, really loved seeing in the cinema was The Avengers. Now, obviously, I already talked about The Avengers in the anticipation section, but you got to understand, the anticipation was one thing, but having the film pay off in the way that it did back in 2012 was just a staggering achievement. I had such hefty hefty expectations and they were met and then blown away by what Joss Whedon the actors and Kevin Feige and everybody at Marvel Studios was able to do by taking all these different elements and crafting it into a cohesive film that was funny action-packed had like you know moments of drama and it was just so delightful I've never been so amazed and full of happiness in my soul in a film experience I think maybe ever um I was blown away by the Avengers and when I was there with my mate seeing it in the cinema we sat till the end and even after the film like you know stopped we just sat there in our seats semi comatose from what we'd seen it was blown away by the awesomeness <laughs> crushed up in our little seats just like was that not just the most amazing thing ever it was such a great experience the Avengers just wonderful still love Joss Whedon for that <laughs> and um Another film which I feel I keep forgetting I loved so much in the cinema with its payoff was Toy Story 3. Now, you have to think about it like this. Toy Story, the first one, was such a massive achievement when it first came out. And the sequel, to me, is one of my favorite sequels ever. And I used to watch it a hell of a lot on VHS. I've seen that film so many times, it's ridiculous. Um, But when they said they was going to be making a Toy Story 3, I think everybody, especially Pixar fans you know, that have been around for a while, like, come on now, making another Toy Story film? How many years after the original? It ain't gonna have no chance. I mean, the sequel's pretty good. It sort of ended, like, the story in a decent way. There's no way you can go about and continue this, like, story. But Lord and Behold, Pixar, in their, like, you know, was it, um, streak of good movies, they pulled, like, the most amazing trick off ever. They made Toy Story 3 work and it was fantastic. Still to this day, one of my favorite animated films ever crafted. It has just the most perfect ending to a trilogy that I've ever seen. It has great callbacks to the you know last two films, but also so much more new elements introduced in this film. And as with all great Pixar films, it has an emotional core and it, touches the soul in a way that I'm just not sure many other films can and as a 20 oh how old was I when that film came out I was 20 yeah (laughs) so as a 20 year old geezer watching that film in the cinema I shed tears in the same department every time I saw the film three times and I shed tears at the same point man tears um I will say but bloody hell Pixar killed me with that film and Toy Story 3, the payoff was just so great. The anticipation was semi there, but just it just didn't even... Ugh. Toy Story 3 was just fantastic. Such a wonderful piece of film. And another film that I wanted to say that I really enjoyed, which wasn't in the cinema, 
was There Will Be Blood. I'd heard a lot of talk about the film, especially being on my media course during, I think, maybe 2008. But I don't think I saw it until, I think, maybe 2009 when I borrowed it from uh, Blockbusters. And that film, as I was watching it, I'm like, what makes this so good? But then as the film kept going, I was like, oh. And by the end of it, I was like, ah, oh, this film is fantastic. I really like the, everybody involved, but like Daniel Day-Lewis, my God, you blew me away, man. That film was so good. I bought it on DVD, literally, I think maybe a few days after I saw it and returned it from like Blockbuster because That Will Be Blood is such a fabulous film. Oh, so good. <laughs> but then there are films that don't have a good payoff. And I'm going to start with a film that I don't like to talk about, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Now, understand, back in 2008, with like the release of The Dark Knight and Iron Man, there was this sort of resurgence of comic book films in terms of the quality that they were made at. And after the abomination that was, you know, the other X-Men sequel that no one talks about, with a Wolverine-focused film that was, you know, going to give us its origin and tell a different story and all this other sort of stuff, I was like, mate, this could be great. And it's focusing on Wolverine, who's my favorite X-Men character, who has been since the 90s. But the film just didn't come together in the way I wanted it to. I mean, I was in denial the first time I saw it. I mean, I thought the film was good. But there were clearly elements that I didn't like about the film, you know, with uh, the way in which they made the blob, you know, the whole thing with Deadpool. And the continuity of the series in general just didn't match up at all. Um, but then after a while, I just thought about it and I'm like, no, this film is all bad. It's disgusting. The CGI looks a little questionable, you know, and just downright bad at points. The story had a few holes it was a little inconsistent. It doesn't have the same level of quality paid attention to it that other comic book films did. And why is Wolverine's claw so CGI? Why did they strap Deadpool's mouth shut? Why does Gambit just show up and disappear and come back again? Why are the fight sequences, you know, with the hand-to-hand -hand combat so rubbish? I'm not going to rant about that film too much because I could be there. I could be here talking about this for you for a long time. But I don't have the patience. I'd die. Die from anger. But yeah, that film just had the worst payoff ever. I was super excited for that, and it killed me. Killed my comic book little heart. Another film I was disappointed to see in the cinema was Jack the Giant Slayer. Now, I was hyped for that film. I thought it was going to be decent because it was Brian Singer doing this, and it looked like an interesting film. And besides the fact that I liked Ewan McGregor in the film, the whole film was just ghastly, annoying, silly, stupid. I hated the stupid two-headed like you know giant with the schizo head Ugh. and ah, and the film put me to sleep man i fell asleep in that film twice that's how rubbish it was and a film that sort of split me down the middle was batman vs superman now obviously everyone's talked about batman vs superman to the whole like you know highest degree but i just wanted to give my two cents on the matter in a very simplistic manner batman vs superman i had hope for the film I was never overly hyped for the film in general, but I had hope for it. And when I went to see the film during a double screening of Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman Dawn of Justice, by the time it was over, the film had given me pretty much what I had anticipated that I wanted to get out of it, but then all the stuff that I had, you know, all the fears that I had for the film were realized in the film at the same time. But there was also a whole new list of things that, you know, I was disappointed about in general. So the thing is, with Batman vs Superman, it had a very unique vision. 
And while a lot of things panned out the way I wanted it to at the same time, it just didn't come together as the cohesive film that I had hoped for. And maybe that was because of the expectations and anticipation, which, yeah, it just... I was just in the middle when it came to payoff, but overall, disappointment was the main gist of how I felt with that film. So then it comes down to this, which one is better, the anticipation or the payoff? And for a while, I was actually going to say the anticipation, mainly because the anticipation for a film is just a delightful thing where you get to, you know, wait for a film to come out, see the marketing, and then get loads of people talking about, like, you know, said film, whether it's a blockbuster or, uh, you know, an indie film. Or after the film starts to come out that there's still people that haven't seen the film and they're still like, you know, is it building hype before you get to see it? It's a delightful feeling. But then at the same time, I think like, you know, was it payoff will always win just because you get to see the end result and judge it for yourself. What you get in the end is what you see with the final product. And seeing a film have that payoff just feels so satisfying. Like when I finished Avengers or, you know, The Force Awakens or District 9, or Toy Story 3, the list goes on. Basically, when you see a film and it just gives you that, like, you know, was it level of satisfaction that you wanted, or you got more than what you you wanted. It's just a great feeling, so delightful. So now I put the question to you, ladies and gentlemen. What do you think? What is your preferred aspect? The anticipation leading up to a film? or seeing the end result and having that payoff that you wanted. I'd love to hear your thoughts, so drop them in the comments section below, or drop me a line on my email, which is thehypersonic555 at gmail.com, or hit me up at filmfocus55 on Twitter, or thehypersonic55 on Twitter. It's actually just hypersonic55, there's no the in there. But yeah, let me know, please do. Anyway, that has been another episode of Film Focus. Hopefully you found it somewhat informative and fun to listen to. If you have any suggestions for how to make it better or worse, <laughs> as you know, don't send me anything worse. I can't make it any worse than it actually is right now. But anyway, any constructive criticism you have, just holler at me. So until the next time, ladies and gentlemen, this is Film Focus ending, I guess. So yeah, Hypersonic 55 out.